Greetings, this is Bill Nye, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Shawbell. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is science educator and host and executive producer of The End is Nigh, Bill Nye. Bill made a name for himself while hosting the Emmy award-winning show Bill Nye the Science Guy back in the 1990s. His new show is called The End is Nigh, which focuses on natural and unnatural disasters and how we can survive, mitigate, and prevent them. We discuss his career and the show during this episode. Bill, welcome to Five Questions. Uh, It's good to be here. How did you combine the education you received in college with your experience doing stand-up comedy to pursue this career? Let's say my career as a science educator. I'm a mechanical engineer. I've worked in industry for a while, aerospace for a while. Mechanical engineering is all applied physics. I mean, it's classical physics. And then with a college education, you also pick up some biology, some life science, and uh, some chemistry. As a mechanical engineer, I claim I have a very solid background in fundamental science. And then trying to do stand-up comedy, and I emphasize the verb trying, you got to work on your timing. And so your comedic timing. And, you know, people people ask me, they ask me, I want to do what you're doing, Bill. How do I do? And I, I kind of, not always, but usually say, have you ever tried to write jokes? Have you ever spent time trying to be funny on purpose? Well, I was really bad at all of those topics and definitely had stage fright. Not that I was a comedian or anything, but I had such a fear of public speaking, like so many people, you know, people feel fear public speaking more than death. I, I always see those data points. And I think experience is really important for everything that you do, because just like a lot of the comedians I talk to, too, it's you're not going to always make people laugh. And speaking of educating others, how have you continued your mission to educate the world about science with your new show, The End is So the end of Nye, everybody, is a new direction for Bill Nye. I am acting. It's drama. And uh, we're telling a story. We're telling six disaster movies, six disaster stories. What's interesting, or let's take it to fascinating, when things are going well in the world, we humans watch romantic comedies. When things are uh, troubling, we watch troubling movies. The rental of the movie Contagion has gone way up during a pandemic. And so we feel that we're facing some really serious problems and we have to deal with them by facing them uh, head on, by not turning our backs, not ignoring the problem. And so uh, we made six disaster movies that are things that could happen. You know, there are, for example, Katrina was a Category 5 hurricane. Everybody likes to throw Cat 5s, Cat 5. Well, there are Category 6 hurricanes, but so far they've only occurred in the open ocean. But what if one of them or several of them came ashore at the same time? That would be catastrophic. The one that I really worry about professionally is getting an asteroid, an asteroid coming in, or in this case, this nucleus of a comet. Just be very low probability, very high consequence event. And the other one that almost happened just a couple of weeks ago was a solar flare, a coronal mass ejection from the sun, CME. It would turn off every Zoom call on Earth in a few seconds. So these are real catastrophes that you can't necessarily prevent, but you can anticipate and get ready for. A couple of them are preventable. Four out of six, are you just have to prepare. 
after this interview, I'm going to look into how do I like live, you know, in a bunker somewhere away from everyone. A lot of people will watch this and be like really frightened, even though you're, you're guiding them on, you know, how to prepare and what to do. I I think that just with everything that's going on with the media and the news, like we've heard or seen so many catastrophes. So it's like, people are kind of always on the edge. And I do agree with you. Like when bad things happen, people are kind of like looking for that type of content, but for good things, they look for that type of content. Now a word from our sponsor. Having trouble hiring, retaining, and developing your workforce? iSolved is here to help. iSolved People Cloud is a comprehensive human capital management solution that helps you employ, enable, and empower your workforce throughout the entire employment lifecycle. From attracting and recruiting, to onboarding and compliance, from payroll and benefits to time and labor management, and from talent management to predictive people analytics. Transform your employee experience for a better today and a better tomorrow with iSolved. For more information, go to isolvedhcm.com. And so climate change, obviously, one of the great topics of our time, and it affects people in different ways. But what are some ways that aren't talked about as much that are really important? Well, what we want to do is protect our electrical infrastructure. And by that, I mean uh, not just electricity generation, but transmission and distribution of it. And this is the kind of thing, for example, what's going on in California right now, these aging power lines are having what looks to me as an engineer or metallurgist, guy who took some metallurgy, it looks like so-called static fatigue, where these hooks are hanging there and hanging there, the load is wobbling. It's always in the same direction, but it's varying. And after a few decades, they just break and sparks go everywhere. And then we get fires and the electricity has to be turned off to prevent fires. And the fires are more troublesome than ever because of forestry practices over the last century, not preventing, not allowing any fire to happen at all and uh, everything getting drier. And so this is a case where our electrical infrastructure is being affected. Our transmission lines are being affected by climate change in two directions. First of all, the forest is more vulnerable to burning, but what started it was worn out power lines. This is an opportunity for us as a civilization to invest some of our so-called intellect and treasure to keep this from happening. It's another example that I think is really important for everybody to keep in mind. We all want to do, to take individual actions to address climate change. We all want to recycle our newspapers and our plastic, especially number one bottles, number one plastic bottle. That's good. Those are good things, but they are not going to address climate change on a large scale, on the scale that it needs to be addressed. But when you think about transmission lines, enormous towers running for kilometers, miles and miles, those are huge things that have to be addressed with tax dollars or rate hikes on electrical infrastructure, but you don't want to raise the rates on people who can't afford it. So it needs to be thought through and addressed in a responsible engineering and investment fashion. fashion. Goes uh, right into my next question perfectly. What role and responsibility do political, corporate, and community leaders have to prevent epic global disasters, some of which you cover on your show? Leaders are great, but how do leaders get there? We vote for them. So we have to vote for, we have to elect leaders that will lead us into responsible actions. Another theme of mine that comes up all the time is 
there's a trend right now to presume that regulations are inherently bad. And I think that is, first of all, provably not true, but uh, just fundamentally silly. Of course, regulations are useful. You can only drive on one side of the street at a time. You have to respect the color of the stoplights, the traffic lights, rather. In the same way, we want everybody, whether it's an individual or a corporation comprised of individuals, to act responsibly with respect to climate change. And so for that, we're going to need regulations. And so this thing that passed last Sunday is almost certainly a step in the right direction. Yeah. And I hope that a lot of the leaders watch this show and it has that type of impact, not just at the individual level of thinking, oh, what can I do on a daily basis to help? But like you were saying, there are some things that even individuals can't really solve. You really need regulation. You need laws in order to protect the environment and, and move in the right direction. So I think that's really important. And I love that message. And what's your best piece of career advice? Uh, just get started. You don't know where it's going to lead. Just get started. You know, we have a trend now where people are rethinking the value of going to college, uh, liberal arts education. Then get started on something else. We need artisans in our society. We need people who can build wind turbine towers. We need people who can install efficient hot water systems. These will be artisans and people who manage artisans and people who manage the money that pays the artisans. And we need everybody. The other advice is vote. We've all got to vote and we've got to vote in a way that's environmentally responsible or motivated by the environment. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Bill. To follow his journey, you can watch his show, The End is Nigh, and find him on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, where he shares his appearances, science, education, and news. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Bell, and please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. Mm-hmm.